Reaching up, reaching over, and reaching out. We are New Life Christian Fellowship. For service times, articles, or recordings of our weekly messages, please visit us online at www.nlcfchurch.org. This message is brought to you by Bill Friesen. It is good to be here again this morning. And uh, thank you very much, Michael, for the songs that were sung this morning. Uh, I, I know they're always good when I have a hard time singing along. It's only because they're so good. Well, we are starting a brand new series today, and it is called Distinctive Discipleship. And um, <clears throat> I have to tell you a little bit about how this all came to be. Going back, I was going through my emails uh, and I came across uh, an email that was sent to me by a pastor friend that we used to help, we used to help them serve at their church every now and then. And uh, he told me that they went through this series called Distinctive Discipleship. And um, he sent me the email and he gave me the outline of it. And it was, he says it was very well received by the church and they had experienced some church growth because of that or maturity as well. So with that being said, I dug up that email, I found the email, dug it out, and then uh, I put it into our PTW calendar, which we have, that you've seen, and then as I started preparing the message this week, I came across the same outline by this gentleman named Travis Agnew, and he is the pastor of a church called uh, Rocky Creek Church in Greenville, South Carolina. So when I dug into it a bit more, the outline was there along with a lot of material to help us with this, with this series here. So this is not something that I came up with. Uh, this is all the credit goes to Travis and what he put together here. And it is a very well done, uh, it's a very well done type discipleship program. I did, however, contact Travis just to make sure there was no copyright issues, and I wanted him to make just to be aware that we're going to be using this in our church. And he just says, "Praise be to you, brother, my friends, and my uh, brothers and sisters in the north." So he was very happy to pass that on. So, again, I'm not taking credit for any of this. The sermon is my own, or but it's the a lot of the the uh, the information here is directly from. Uh, this gentleman, Travis Agnew, from this church here. Before I dig into this as well, or dive into this a bit more, uh, <clears throat> this is a nine uh, series or a nine sermon series about discipleship. Uh, what's going to throw us off a little bit is we're going to have some guest speakers that are going to be coming here that are not going to be uh, taking part in this series. There's two of them. Uh, but for the most part, I have. Uh, uh, Joe Penner, Jake Enns, uh, Johnny Leckuman, and uh, John Dyke, they've all signed up to this series, so you'll be seeing uh, for the next 11 Sundays, 9 out of those 11 will be uh, in regards to uh, this discipleship course that we're going to be going through, or this series. So, how do we, what do we, where do we begin? <clears throat> uh, it's called Distinctive Discipleship, and I'm going to explain that a bit more yet as I dive into it. But today's message is called, it's titled, Helping for the Uniquely Stagnant Christian. So I'm going to repeat that. Help for the Uniquely Stagnant Christian. I'm going to explain that a bit more as we dive into this as well yet. Uh, One particular uh, verse that I want to dive into, or actually even before I get into this verse, A.W. Tozer has a quote that I want to uh, highlight here. 
it says here that only a disciple can make a disciple. That's a comment by A.W. Tozer. So in order for us to be, a, uh, to be able to disciple someone, we first must be a disciple. So, and a lot of you, must, you know, might be asking, like, how, do, how does this start? Where do we begin? Um, and, um, and maybe looking back at your Christian life where you first started, uh, maybe you're thinking, nobody ever discipled me. Or maybe it just is, maybe this is a new concept for you. Maybe nobody ever really explained it to you. Well, I'm hoping that with this series here, as we dive into this, this word distinctive and uniquely are very individual uh, focused, right? So what I, what I want you to picture, and well, sorry, even before we get into that, I want to just take and read uh, 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 Colossians chapter 1, verses 27 through 29. So this here is the primary verse, verses that we're going to be focusing on during this series. You'll see this pop up quite a bit. So let's, let's read this. It says this. For God wanted to make them know the riches and the glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret, that Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory so we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God perfect in their relationship in Christ or with Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. So, unpacking this verse a bit. Number one, the first thing we read here and understand that God's, in verse 27, the riches and glory of Christ. So, God's message is not a puzzle. Instead, it is a treasure chest filled with the glory and and all power and, and wisdom and you name it. It's, if, we, if we are in Christ and we focus in, on Christ, our <clears throat> what we can achieve is endless. It's way beyond our own capability or, or capacity. So in Christ, we focus. And here's the key part of this whole series right here is in, uh, in verse 28. So we tell others about Christ, warning them and teaching. So we have two things that we're already called to do here. We are called to warn the people, and this may be people that are lost, that have not given their life to Christ, and even for us, as maybe Christians who have been walking with Christ a while, that have maybe become stagnant, or, you know, are not really moving along. So there's, this is a warning for us as well, and that we are to teach everyone with all the wisdom that God has given us. So this is where the discipleship process comes in. This is where we, and I... Every one of us is included, no matter where we are at, no matter what you have learned, you are able to disciple someone. You are able to pass on what you have already known. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unpack that a bit more yet. So, <clears throat> what does distinctive and what does uniquely stagnant? Two very important things, two very important words here today. This whole series, these nine messages, this whole package here is catered to you as an individual, not as a group, not as a, a general type um, um, message here, but this requires you uh, distinctively, I mean, and what I would like to picture, have you guys picture is this. Picture yourself sitting on a chair right here up front, and all around you, you have, you're, you're completely surrounded by people, and they've got magnifying glasses, and they're looking at you. 
This is the picture and the imagery that I want you to see and understand that when we look at this message about distinctive discipleship and what it means, this applies to you where you are at as an individual. Never mind the person sitting next to you, never mind your spouse, never mind your brother or your sister, your mother, your father, but where you are at as a disciple of Christ. Where are you today? What's the, what, is the, what is the condition of your heart? Where are you today? And we're going to look at this, and as we dive into all of these different types of sermons or series, some may apply to you more than others. And that's why we need to have this self-evaluation, this distinctive look at yourself. You, and I'm asking you that today, that you be diligent and that you, that you evaluate where you are at in your walk with Christ. Are you here this morning because this is what we do on Sunday morning? Ask yourself that question. Why are you here this morning? This is part of the evaluation. Are we here just to check mark a box off that we went to church? Did we hear the sermon? Did we forget it by the time we leave here? That's what happens. I'm, I'm guilty of that. I'm not saying I'm innocent of that. I'm guilty of that. But we are to be honest with ourselves, and, and, and in order for this to affect us, in order to change us, as it says here in, in, in Colossians here, that you know, as we grow, that we are to be presented to God perfect in a relationship with Christ. That means in every area of your life, not just one area, not the one area that you struggle with, in the, even the areas that you don't struggle with, we want to improve that. Whatever that may be. So that's the reason that we want to look at this. Um, I know that Travis used uh, uh, an illustration of a car uh, in, in, in his book there. He talks about that instead of doing a general message series where you have this car that needs a paint job and an alternator, and then you fix that, and then you just generalize that, that this is how the whole, everybody in the church must be in the same boat. It's not that way. Every one of us is in a different location or at a different place in our relationship with Christ. Even husband and wife, I know for myself and my wife, we are in a different, different spot. And that is why I want our mindset, our focus to be, where am I? Where am I this morning? So as you're contemplating that, I want to ask you guys this question. <clears throat> Do you ever feel like you are spiritually stuck do you feel like that, you know, I've been doing this now for so many years and I don't really see a whole lot of growth in my life. I don't really see anything new. Do you ever feel that way? I'd ask for a show of hands, but I know every hand would go up. I'm in that boat. I think we all are in that boat to some degree. Are we spiritually stagnant? This is part of the evaluation. Where are we? <clears throat> Have you ever thought about when... Life throws events at you, throws things at you that are hard, maybe challenging. And you feel like, you look back and you think, man, I wish I would have done that differently. And that's exactly what this series is about to do or what should do for you. That as we progress in our faith, in our discipleship with Christ, as we grow and mature and we um, become complete and more full in Christ, now we will never arrive 100%, but we can get better at what we're doing. The next time you're in that same life situation, would you handle it differently? 
This is what discipleship is. This is how we learn to, to we, that we don't want to stay where we're at. We don't want to become stagnant. You guys know what the word stagnant means, right? If you have water sitting around for a while, it be, if there's no movement in it, it becomes stagnant and it starts to stink. Do you stink this morning? Is that a good question to ask? Is it a fair question to ask? But do you stink this morning? <clears throat> And you know what? As we go through this and as we uh, unpack this further and further and as we dive into these messages here, you know, I think you'll come to the realization that we, we're all broken in some way, shape, or form. We are all in need of repair. We are all in need of, of, of discipleship, of growing in Christ. But that should not stop us from discipling already of what we know to pass on what we've already learned. You know, one of the things that Sarah and I sometimes talk about, oh, I, I want to back up just one more bit here. Um, when we focus on what, where we're at, and, then this is, and you know what, I would even say that as you dive into this, maybe you want to ask a spouse or a friend or a prayer partner or you know, a mentor would probably be best as somebody who is a little bit more experienced or a little more mature than you to help you with your evaluation. But to be honest, but we need to be gentle and, and loving as well about that, uh, to walk them along. Uh, words of encouragement build up a lot more than, you know, words of uh, destruction type of thing. And you know what? We come in here, we come to this church, and we lack, and we fail. And as we go through this series, when we're done with this series, I want you to know one thing, okay? We come in here broken, but it's not okay to leave here the same way, that we can improve, that we can grow more spiritually mature if we hit those areas or tackle those areas that need improving. And this takes an honest evaluation and it takes honest hard work and discipline to get there. And, you know, one of the things that Sarah and I have often talked about is that, you know, we talk about, uh, we talk about um, discipleship and uh, I'm for myself, when leading up to uh, a, a baptism, like we spend a lot of time with our, uh, with our kids, with our people that are being, uh, you know, discipled at that time who are being taught the scriptures. And at that point, you know, at some point, they, they get to the point where they become baptized and they're a baptized believer. We have the ceremony where they get a certificate, they're baptized. And then what happens? Everything stops. Why do we stop? This is where it begins. This is where the work begins. This is where we start to grow. And this is where we, as the older or um, uh, you know, people who have been disciples longer or more mature in our faith, this is where we need to invite these people along and teach them. And I know for myself sometimes, like, what does discipleship really look like? I mean, I've never been, I would say I've been discipled, but maybe not really knowing it. But disciple, discipleship is basically, it's doing life uh, as a Christian. It's what, what do we as Christians do? How do we, like, I'm thinking about even just praying. Have you ever invited somebody over, somebody who is new to the faith and taught them how to pray or prayed with you? What about fasting? Is this another thing that we've taught people how to, uh, how to fast? 
We as, dis as disciples, when discipling someone else, need to be teaching these younger people or these younger, or not, maybe not even younger, but just new people to the faith. What does fasting look like? What does praying look like? What does witnessing look like? What does serving look like? Those are all ways that we can mentor and disciple someone who is new. We see this in the, when Jesus was there, when Jesus was with his disciples. The time praying together, serving together, and, and whatever involved, the disciples were with Jesus and Jesus was teaching them. This is the model that we have of what discipleship looks like. And when, as we go through this here, I, again, there are nine different areas that we're going to be covering. And there's a lot that we're going to be going through. But where do we start? What area? If, if I had to ask you today, where would you start? And I would say, like, a lot of these things, if you're not praying, or if you're not fasting, if you're not witnessing, if you're not serving, if this is all, like, too much to take in, or if it's overloading, if, it's, if, it, if you find yourself overloaded, or, like, where, where do I begin? Start by reading God's Word. This is the foundation. This is where it all begins. This is where God can transform you when you start reading His Word. And as we were reading here in Colossians again, it talks about how that we are to be made full, fully mature in Christ. And then we, uh, oftentimes we think about, well, these, these are my strengths. This is what I need to focus on. Yes, focus on your strengths, but don't forget about your weaknesses too. But when we think about or when, what the Bible teaches us is that, that we are to be an all-around pleasing to God. And all around are to be growing in the fullness of Christ. That means every area of our life, whether it's a strength or a weakness, this is where uh, this will all, as we disciple, as we go through this discipleship, and as we allow God to transform us, all these things will be heightened. They will be uh, brought to light. So don't just focus on your strengths, but focus on your weaknesses as well. Ephesians four. 11, verse 13 says this. So Ephesians 4, 11, 13 says this. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets and the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And this is what I've already alluded to. In order to become like, again, I, I, wanna, I want you to hear me this morning. This is not something that we do that's perfect. This will be an, uh, a lifelong achievement. And I would even say, like, whatever you have learned today, wherever you are at today, if you are a young teenager and you're learning about the faith for the first time and this is what you've learned about discipleship, you know, when you get married, there's a whole different set of needs there. And as you get older, there is always life-changing events that are happening where you need to grow to be able to respond in the fullness of Christ, meaning that our response will be Christ-like in every area. I know in, in areas of praying, we talked about praying, fasting, witnessing, serving, and there's also conflict and all other areas of life that we are not prepared for sometimes. And when we are in discipleship or in this discipleship process and we are learning about what Christ, how Christ responds, and as we grow, 
and depend more on him, on his goodness, that becomes our response as well. Everything we do, all that we take in, and as we learn from God, or as we learn from Christ in these, the, this, this series here, you know, it needs to be intentional. It needs to be something that we are intentional about doing. If we think by sitting next to someone at church that we're going to gain this knowledge or understanding or this discipleship, then we have it wrong. This is going to take work and diligence on your part to be able to, to achieve this. And again, it's a sanctification process. It, you may end up starting here, and it may take you a lifetime to achieve it. But you'll be growing. And, and that is what we are called to. We are called to grow and not stay stagnant. Not stay where we're at. That is what we are called to do. We must be moving forward. There must be progress as we grow. So be intentional. And again, if I could highlight even just uh, what it would mean to, uh, to walk, along, walk alongside someone who is who is walking this path with you where you can be and be honest with this person as honest as you can be about where you're at if, if when we do that that will help us with our growth so that would be and I know that's going to be a challenge but be intentional some of the sermons that we're going to be going through is this and this will help us to understand why uh, these sermons or this series will help us in our areas because our these are not just a general thing for everyone, but it's a category of maybe where you are struggling. We talked about already about being um, uniquely stagnant or where, what it, this applies to us. How does this apply just to you? The second sermon that we're going to be going through, and this is going to be done by, I believe it's going to be John Dyke, but I'm not for sure on that. We'll have to look at the calendar. But the second part of the sermon is called Delight. And I just want to go through these and recap them just a bit. Why are you here this morning? Like when you think about delight, um, our delight, our reason for being here should not be because we come here and this is what we do on a Sunday morning. And you know what? Or is that an obligation? Dismiss the obligation part of it. Why are you here? If you are not here because you delight in the Lord, we need to understand and focus and it needs to come to the core of our heart of why we are here and what it is that God did for us. Christ saved us from hell. The love of God, of the price that he paid for us on that cross, this is the delight. You know what? When you understand this, when you allow this to penetrate the heart and you allow yourself to just just lavish in this for a bit of what he did for you. This alone will inspire you. This alone will move you and you will not be able to contain this. This is a, a, a price or a gift that is so over the top or so undeserving of us. That alone should be enough to encourage you to come. It's delight. It's knowing that Christ paid the ultimate price for our salvation. And that's the second sermon. The third sermon is going to be on disobedience. And that this is confronting your sinful learnings. While we all struggle with sin, with each, each one is prone to wander in different ways. For those confronting disobedience in their lives, God provides a path of escape through every temptation. So this series is going, or that sermon is going to challenge you of what sin are you struggling with? What are you hiding? 
What needs to come to the surface? What needs, what needs to be brought out and repented of in order for you to be able to continue to grow? Because if we don't deal with the sin, if we don't deal with what's, what is hidden in our heart, then we will not grow. We will limp along. And aren't you tired of just limping along? So whatever that is, again, need to be honest with yourself. Where are you at? What are you struggling with? What is taking up your time? That's another one. In today's day and age, with social media the way it is, how much time gets spent into social media and, and not putting into God's word? Be intentional about this. The number four, uh, fourth sermon is called Doctrine. Strengthening your un, un, uncertain beliefs. Is, is there, are there areas in God's word that you struggle with understanding? That you maybe have a hard time applying? And you just kind of neglect that you don't ever go there? This is going to challenge us to whatever scripture it is that you're dealing with, that you're uncertain of, that you maybe don't want to go there, or maybe this is convicting you of something that you shouldn't be doing, or maybe, maybe God is calling you to something, and you're neglecting that call. Spend time in whatever it is, that sermon or that, um, that doctrine that you're struggling with, dive into it. What is God saying to you? The fifth sermon is called Development. It's cultivating your needed maturity God has created for us and called us to unique tasks. A particularly gifted person or disciples, we each should pursue the needed maturity to do what God has called us to accomplish. So whatever God is calling you to do, whether pastor, Sunday school teacher, however you are serving here at this church capacity, allow this sermon will, or this series there will help us to cultivate that. It's going to be, again, something that we have to do intentionally to look and to dive into. How can God better use me? Or what, what do I need to give into or surrender to or get rid of? But allow that to cultivate my heart and allow God to better use me in this for what for his purpose so that's the number fifth that's the number five sermon the sixth sermon is training your soul's habits god has created us for all for us to all do a unique task as particularly gifted and positioned disciples we each should pursue the needed maturity to do what god has called us to accomplish very much falls under the development as well but what habits are we into what is calling us or what not calling us but what has what have we fallen into um, what kind of habits have we fallen into what habits are beneficial and what habits are not so again something that we need to distinguish or to identify that this habit that I'm into what I'm doing is not benefiting me it's not helping me grow those are things that again we'll have to uh, to be honest with ourselves about and number seven dependence Acknowledging your desperate need. This is one thing that we see from Paul, and we see this from the disciples, that, you know, we can only do so much with our own efforts. And I know that our efforts are not as referred to as filthy rags. But when we depend on Christ, when we depend on God to give us the strength, the words, the wisdom, the patience, the love, you fill in the blank of what you're missing. God provides that, but we need to become dependent on him and not allow or think that I got this. When we have the mindset that I've got this, then it's already the wrong, the wrong attitude behind it. Depend on God. Looking at what the disciples accomplished in their lifetime, what they did was not of their own strength. 
And we need to learn to depend on him and not do this out of our own strength or else we will crash and burn. And the eighth sermon is referred to as the progression of faith. If there is a true profession of faith, there should be a true profession of faith. While you have not arrived complete spiritual maturity yet, you should be making progress. As we grow, you know, thinking about how when if there's a child or something that you haven't seen in a while, like if you have a niece or nephew that you, you know, you, you visit them and then you come back a year later and then one of the first things you'll notice from a niece and nephew, if you haven't seen them in a year, is what their growth is like, how much they've grown, right? And for us who see, our, you know, we see each other day to day, we don't see that growth as other people do who haven't seen us in a while. But our, our, our desire should be to grow and to allow uh, God to change things in us and we be obedient to that, whatever that is. But you will start to see people grow. And, and I'm not just talking about the physical, strength, physical growth, but you will start to see them grow spiritually as well. As you surrender, as you dive into what this all entails about being a, dis- a disciple of Christ, when we follow this and we, and, and we allow God to change us, people will take notice. And that's exactly what the goal is. We should be continually growing. Continually growing. And the last one here is uh, one that Johnny will be doing, actually. It's called Be Faithful and Run the Race with Zeal. The most important thing here of all, and as we dive into this series, is to keep our eyes focused and fixed on Jesus. There will be temptations that will come. Discouragement will come. And in all those while, and all the while, that as we, as we go through this here, that we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and allow him to work in us. You know, we often think, uh, you know, we think what, what we ask people, we can't do. There's things that we are limited in doing. But when we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, no matter what your situation is here today, no matter where you are at today, in your walk with Christ as a disciple, if we keep our eyes fixed on Christ and we call on him, we become dependent on him, he gives us the path or he gives us the strength to walk through those hard, hard doors, those hard evenings, those hard days. And all the while, as we are progressing in our faith and we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, and then we are become fully equipped or more equipped to make disciples. And that is exactly what we are called to do. We are not called to make converts. We are called to make disciples. So as we dive into this, as we dive into this series, again, I want to just go back a bit again and focus on what area are you struggling with? What area is an area that you do not have victory over? This is where I want you to be honest and come before Christ and before an accountability partner and be intentional about this. Open and honest. You know, every one of us falls short. Every one of us has sin. Every one of us needs improvement. And we get there by walking alongside someone. Someone who can encourage us, someone who can strengthen us and keep us pointed in the right direction. We need people to keep us pointed in the right direction. That's what discipleship is. And hear me again this morning. Don't allow 
where you are at today thinking, I've never been discipled. I have nothing to offer. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Wherever you are at, give what you have. Don't wait till you've arrived because you know what? The bar keeps moving. It never stops. And whether you live to be 100, I guarantee you, when you live to, if you live to be 100 and, you, and if you were to ask someone who is a disciple of Christ, they would still tell you that I'm growing. That's part of the sanctification process. We only get there when we arrive in heaven. So be diligent. Be intentional. Be honest with yourself. Where are you at? And don't, don't put on the brakes. Where you are at, be a, be a mentor to someone. Disciple someone. You have something to give. No matter how little it seems to be right now, but you have something to give. My prayer for all of us is for this series. I was so excited when I saw this series. Think of, man, I've had this in my inbox for so many years. Why have we not done anything with this yet? So I'm so excited to proceed with this. And I trust that you are too. And I would say, not only, you know, pray, pray for these messages that are coming up. Pray for the people that are going to be speaking these messages on a Sunday morning. You know, and, you know, allow, allow your hearts to be open to receive whatever criticism, whatever hurtful things. Maybe it's a hard thing to hear of where you're at. Maybe you don't want to hear it. But it's, when we hear it, we can do something about it. And that is my prayer for each and every one of us here today. God is not done with us. He's not done with you. When I think about these verses of what it means to be uh, presented to God completely, again, it won't happen here, but we can improve. So let's be intentional. Let's not be, uh, let's not procrastinate. Let's allow God to work in us. Allow God to change the things that have been there for too long and become a true follower and devoted follower of Christ. Let's pray. Lord God, Lord, I come before you this morning and it's, I'm so excited about this topic, this whole series of discipleship and what it means, Lord. And I pray, Lord God, for each and every one of us that is here today, that we will be honest and that we will be uh, true uh, to ourselves and to the people that we are with about where we are at in our walk with you. Lord, I pray that the hard things, the things that have been hidden, the things that have been kept hidden, that only I know about or that you know about, may those come to light this morning, Lord. Lord, I pray that the devil will have no more foothold on us to keep us held back. Lord, I pray that there will be victory and freedom in this series as we learn what it means to be a disciple, what it, what it, learn, what it means to be uh, presented to you in the fullness of Christ, to be complete in you. And I know that that isn't uh, will never really happen here on this earth, but we can get closer, Lord. And I pray, Lord God, that we will surrender wherever, whatever it is that we're holding on to and allow you to change us. Lord, I pray for the upcoming speakers that will be speaking on these, on these verses here, on these uh, sermons here, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you will fill them with your spirit and to speak boldly to us, to, each, to all of us, Lord. 
Lord, I pray that you will draw us closer to you, Lord. We know, Lord God, that without you, we need to be drawn closer to you, and it's only you that can do it. I pray, Lord God, that we will be filled with zeal, filled with gratitude of what it is that you've done for us, that when we show up here, it's not because we have to be here, but it's because we get to be here. Lord, I pray that you will use me and everyone here to witness, to disciple, whomever you put in our path. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that when people see and meet us, that they will see a glimpse of you. Thank you, Lord God, for what you will do. Thank you, Lord God, for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.